0: All right, here we are. Here we go. The Prime to Rise podcast. Prime is to prepare or to make ready. We want to prime you to be ready to rise in your career. Well, how do we do that? The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to go to prime2rise.com. That's prime the number 2 rise.com. You're going to go find out what a return on investment means for your education. There is a student loan and budget calculator on there. It is an excellent tool. I am adding a lot of schools onto there uh, right now, which you're going to see some really cool content in that at the end of the month. Hint, hint. End of the month is the best time of year if you're a sports fan like myself. Right? So let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Again, go to prime2rise.com. Go find out what the return is on your education. Now, the growth of this podcast has been crazy in the first month. Okay, We have uh, millions of comments uh, or millions of views, thousands of comments, people debating. The engagement is so overwhelming. It was so good to see that the Messages resonating. Uh, I have noticed several uh, consistent narratives or notions or comments that are being made in the comment section. Uh, the second to most common one revolves around AI. So, artificial intelligence in construction—is it replacing jobs? Is it an opportunity? There is a ton of debate, and it is very clear to me that the certain people making these comments are not in the industry, right? So let's get into why. Now, when it comes to artificial intelligence in the construction industry, this is not something that should deter you from the industry. It is not something that should make you think, oh, we as humans aren't going to be used anymore, or we as humans are going to be obsolete. It's just not really the case. Okay? If you're not in the industry or you're a person that traditionally wouldn't wouldn't be attracted to the construction industry, the technology and the AI, the opportunities that that's going to bring and the way that it's going to change the game should get you excited. It should make it the leading industry for you to get into. Again, if if, if you're a gamer or if you're into tech or if you're into computer sciences or, or if you're into the futuristic, robotic, artificial intelligence type stuff, then there is not a better industry to be in, in my opinion. Now, for those of you who are existing or you know people that already have careers in construction, you shouldn't be discouraged either. You shouldn't be, a lot of people are saying that it's gonna take your jobs, it's not gonna take your job. Actually, that's the first thing that I wanna talk about in here. So artificial intelligence, when it comes to taking jobs, what jobs are currently, as of right now today, being taken by artificial intelligence. According to Business Insider, the top 10 are as follows. Market researchers, teachers, finance jobs, traders, graphic designers, accountants, customer service agents, journalists, paralegals, coders. None of those have to do with construction, and there's a reason why. Forbes would add healthcare workers to that list. I bet you didn't see that one coming, okay? And we all know that other companies such as Uber, how many people have been making money on Uber over the last few years? Uber is sinking a tremendous investment into making driverless cars. Uh, we hear about the writer's strike right now. So a lot of creative types and journalists um, and script writers and people in show business, you know they're not happy with the fact that AI is currently taking their jobs as well as artists. You see a lot of things online right now for, a big, there's a big push to replace HR, human resource personnel. And then the last one is, you know, we have probably all you people that are into culinary arts. We have a big push to replace cooks. Okay. We have some fast food restaurants that are actually coming out with zero, zero employees. It's totally run by robots and computers and you pull up and you have no interaction with a human being. So again, I just rattled off about I don't know 15 to 20 careers none of which have anything to do with construction yet all I keep hearing about in my comments and in my DMs is that you know we don't need to we don't need to address the labor gap we don't need to pursue these opportunities these these opportunities might not be there because AI is coming to save the day or to take all of the jobs now it's just not true if you notice the thing with all of those jobs is that all of those jobs basically tie you to a desk, right? So artificial intelligence is currently suited to remove jobs from people that are tied to a desk. The more you sit down, the less you move your feet, the more likely AI is going to take your job. That is not construction, even for construction managers. Okay, We have to be on our feet. There is a tremendous amount of nuance in the field, whether it's a new build or renovation. The fact of the matter is, is that AI is just not there right now to do that. In the event that AI can capture all of that nuance. We as humans are obsolete anyway. We have much bigger problems. So again, when you look at some of those those careers that I mentioned previously, and you look at the top majors at all of these colleges on our student loan and budget calculator online, AI is taking all of those majors, right? So already low salaries for a lot of those majors are gonna get even lower when a robot can do it. Okay, so again- AI helps the construction industry right now. It is not rem- not taking away jobs. It is taking away jobs in other fields, but not in construction. So if you're talking about a career, investing in an education in a career that is going to be around for a really long time, construction is still it. It is still the most lucrative option. It still has the most opportunities quantitatively across the industry, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Now, let me address... AI, th- you know, when it comes to artificial intelligence and construction, a lot of the comments that I'm getting again have to do with 3D printing, right? We don't need people to build houses anymore because they're going to be 3D printed. Um, artificial intelligence is going to take the jobs, robots are going to do it. Um, you know, when you look at these companies and you look at the leaders in the industry, right? Leaders of technology and in- industry, you look at Trimble, Autodesk, um, you know, um, Cat. Um, Milwaukee, all all of the the major people in this industry, I have examples that I'll walk through, but they all say the same thing, that it is just not there to replace humans and likely never will be, right? But even in instances where they show AI, even where artificial intelligence is currently being used and they are trying to push the industry to adopt all of the technology and applications, I notice something very... Not strange, but um, the one, I'll just cut right to it. The one thing that I notice in all of these artificial intelligence videos is that they're all in new construction. Okay. A lot of the comments that I mentioned that people clearly don't know what they're talking about refers to new construction, building new homes, building new buildings, building all of this, right? I don't think people are aware of the opportunity and the existing market for structures that are already here. We have so many existing buildings in this country that need to be renovated, they need to be maintained, uh, they need regular service work, things break, you know, people want additions, expansions, they need infrastructure upgrades as, you know, technology uh, advances, right? We've seen this over the years. There's homes that are 300 years old that didn't have plumbing in them when they first got there, right? So when it comes to artificial intelligence, yeah, okay, it might be Um, something very useful in a new structure where it's a a clean slate, a new environment that's totally been created and developed and AI could have a hand in. But what about when we talk about existing residential structures in the country? There's 142 million existing residences in the country. Commercial, according to the University of Michigan, 5.9 existing commercial buildings in the country today. That's 97 billion square feet which is expected to grow to one, I'm sorry, nine ninety-seven billion square feet of existing commercial space in this country today. And that number is expected to rise to 124.6 billion square feet by 2050. So in 25 years, we are going to have a 25% increase in commercial space. Now, again. I just told you that there are 142 million homes and 6 million existing commercial buildings with almost 100 billion square feet of real estate that has to be maintained, renovated, upgraded. And guess what happens? We covered this in the last episode. When the brown stuff hits the fan and we're in the middle of a recession, guess what stops in its tracks? New construction. They don't do new developments. You use uh, tax incentives and diff- all these other different kinds of incentives to renovate or make better what you already have, right? And it just doesn't stop there, okay? So we're, we're not just talking about buildings. There's a lot of other things that we have to touch in this country uh, that would fall under the construction industry category, right? So what do those look like? Think about it. What other structures are in this country that we need to maintain, renovate and serve? How about roads and bridges? According to the American Road and Transportation Builders Association, we have 4.19 million miles of roads existing. A third of which are dirt. So we still have, uh, what would that be? Somewhere between 1.5 and 2 million miles of dirt road. We'd probably like to pave those at some point. They probably have poor infrastructure, right? 15.7% uh, of that is in poor condition. I, I assume they're not talking about the dirt roads there. So that means that you know there's a couple hundred thousand uh, miles of roads that are in poor condition that need to be repaired. And when we talk about repairing different things, when we talk about Let me take a step back real quick. So when we talk about renovating a a residential space, when we talk about renovating a commercial space, when we talk about renovating roads and bridges, and then we're going to talk about airports and pipelines, I use the word nuance. What does nuance mean? Nuance means in construction, when you show up, It's not a clean slate. It is not cut and dry. You have hundreds of years of things being built the wrong way, installed the wrong way, rotting, deteriorating, people doing things that they shouldn't have done. You know, it's the wrong way. You have to go fix it. Um, You know, there's an old way of doing things that, you know, is is out of date and they need to be replaced. There's tight spaces. There's things growing in places. You know, there is a tremendous amount of nuance that a human has to evaluate and it's almost like an art form that you get from years of experience and watching things and you you it's that machine learning and I know somebody's going to bring it up but that is very difficult for somebody to capture in AI right now and that's why construction will be the last standing right so again we've got 4.2 million miles of roads right we have 619,588 bridges in America. According to the American Road Transportation and Builders Association, today, 223,972 need repair or or replacement right now. That means that a third of the bridges in America have already been earmarked as needing to be repaired right now. All right. We cannot wait for a robot to show up in 50 years to, to solve that problem. And even in when when those things do exist, you know, they're still going to need humans to manage them, right? So the need isn't going anywhere. How about airports? What about public facilities, right? So how about airports? There's airports, there's schools, there's jails, there's all these other, there's military bases, there's all of these other things. Has anybody ever been in an airport? There's a tremendous amount of nuance in an airport. Do we want robots or AI taking a certain role in an airport where, you know, there's big time security uh, measures, there's uh, high traffic, there's a ton of different concerns with airports, right? And if anybody's ever worked in an airport, or if you've ever done a construction project in an airport, uh, you know, it's tight. And there's a lot of things that are in there and a lot of nuances to working in airports and constructing things in airports that is very difficult for anybody to grasp, right? So how many airports are there? There are 4,964 airports. There are pub- Those are public airports. 4,964 public airports. There are 14,718 private airports and there are 313 military airports in the country. So that's 20,000 airports right there. So again, we've got 142 million existing homes, 6 million existing commercial buildings. We've got 620,000 bridges. We've got 4.2 million miles of roads. We've got 20,000 airports. What else do we have? What else could possibly need to be built or maintained or or repaired by a human that a robot just can't do to capture all of the nuance. What about pipelines? What about infrastructure? When you look at infrastructure, we're talking about getting uh, domestic water, water that you drink to people, to to homes and offices. We're talking about getting gas to those places. We're talking about taking sewer out of those places, stormwater places, right? We have 2.6 million miles of gas pipelines In America today, according to the EPA. We have 500,000 miles of sewer. We have 22, wow, this is a big number, but we have 237,600 water main breaks per year. Again, that is basically 240,000 water main breaks per year, according to the EPA. Right. So why do we have that many breaks? Is a robot or AI ready to go right now to repair all of those things? Why do you think it takes so long anytime there's a natural disaster or anything happens where, you know, a power line goes down or a water line breaks or anything like that for the government or for somebody to fix it? It takes so long because there's not enough people to address it. And because it's so frequent, it's in such high demand. That demand is not good. I didn't pull those numbers out of my rear end. Those are according to the EPA, go Google it, right? So there is a tremendous amount of existing structure and infrastructure in the country. Again, I'm gonna run through that one more time. So construction isn't just about new construction. All of the artificial intelligence videos and products that I see are very applicable in new construction. It is not a coincidence that absent from that literature or that media or propaganda that they put out, it's not a coincidence that they're not showing renovation because there is a tremendous amount of nuance in new construction. Well, there's 10 times that in renovation. So when you're talking about 142 million existing residences, 6 million existing commercial buildings, we're going to be at 125 billion square feet of commercial property in the next 25 years. We have 4.2 million miles of roads, 15% are in poor condition. We have... 620,000 bridges in the country. We um, we are estimating that 225,000 of those bridges, right? So about a third of those bridges need structural repair or replacement now. We have 20,000 existing airports, both private and public. Pipelines, we have 2.6 million miles of pipelines, 500,000 miles of sewer, 240,000 water main breaks a year across a tremendous Demand that will always be there of existing renovations, service repairs, maintenance contracts to be had. There is no shortage of business, of demand, or of opportunity for you in your career to go capture that market. Okay. AI is not doing it. Now, AI can help. It can make things more efficient, which is what you should be excited about, which we'll talk about in a minute. Now, one other thing that I wanted to touch on was. Uh, This notion of 3D printing. So I I feel like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that think that they're literally just going to start spitting out houses, 3D printed everywhere, or they're already doing that. That notion is false. Basically, what they're doing is they're pouring concrete in, you know, circle, circle, circles all the way up. Um, They still need to have window people go in there. They still have uh, roof framing people that have to go on top of that. You still have obviously roofers, um, MEP. So you still have to have your HVAC and your electrician and your plumber and all of these other and your flooring people and all of these other people uh, that have to be there to enable that project to get complete. Now, it does make it more efficient for them, but the notion that it's just going to eliminate, I mean you know the structural framing of the shell of a house is is one trade that's that's not that's not even close to capturing the entire scope of what it takes to build a structure right so when it comes to 3d printing okay you still need people to run the machines you still need people to clean up the site you still have to monitor it you still have to set up the site right you still have to lay it out you still have to survey you still have to do all these things and you still have to coordinate with other trades okay so in these videos where, you know, you can go look at 3D printing happening. They still have, they say it takes two people. They still have five, six, maybe 10 people on site. Maybe it's for the cameras, but you know, I, I live in Southwest Florida right now. And I can tell you that, you know, when I see a slab and I see a pile of block, they can get a house up in two days, two, three days. I mean, these guys for Lenar and Pulte, these people that are doing cookie cutter homes down in Florida, they're built out of concrete and they have that part up in two days. It's really not that, I just don't see the advantage there. Um, you know, you still have to have people run the machine. I also see things on there that are conveniently not talked about, but there's a tremendous amount of scaffolding protection, lighting. Um, you know, you have to make sure slabs are even in existing conditions and things like that. Um. You know, when you are building these walls and they're pouring these concrete walls with all of these robots, you still have to have people put lentils in, right? So what is a lentil? A lentil, if you think about it, you know, if you have a window opening, basically, and you know, you have to have concrete go across the top Well, what's going to stop it from falling. That's a, you have to put a metal plate or something. That's called a lentil that you would put there to make sure that concrete could sit on top of that and your structure could still go up, right? So you still have to have that happening. You still have to have other trades going in there. Um, Again, you know, there's a tremendous amount of of stuff in there, and it did not just kill the job market. Like they're not just printing out houses you know, f- with wires and pipes and and all of this stuff in there. they're They're basically building you a structure out of poured concrete over the course of a few days, and there's a tremendous amount of people that have to work with the robot to make that happen, right? So jobs aren't going anywhere, right. Now, what about uh, the concrete shortage? Right, So we're in 2023 here, and we've been talking about resources for years, especially the last three years, a lot of resources not being available. I don't think that all of the people that are talking about 3D printing, I am unaware, I could not find another material being used to print houses, Right, but it appears that all 3D printing is happening with concrete. I don't know if anybody knows this or remembers, but about five years ago, we started acknowledging the fact uh, globally that we are running out of concrete right? And it's not the concrete, it's the sand. So you need sand to make concrete. Uh, According to Business Insider, the third most used um, material on earth or resource on earth is sand. It goes air, water, sand. Okay. So what do we use sand for? Um, Food, wine, toothpaste, glass, computer chips, breast implants. Uh, but mostly actually we use it for concrete, right? Concrete is about, um, you hear about cement. That's kind of the glue that keeps it together. Concrete is the final product. About 75% of concrete is sand. Okay. So we are currently using more sand than the earth can produce. Okay. Not getting political, but if you look at a certain, certain country, um, on the other side of the, the planet, um, you know they—they they are building like crazy. In 2011 and 2013, according to Business Insider, they used more concrete uh, than the U.S. used throughout the 1900s entirely. In three years, they used more concrete than the U.S. did for a hundred years. Okay, um, and just to put this into a little bit of perspective, the amount of the amount of concrete it takes to build a house—and I need to double check this—but cause I'm assuming that this is a stick frame house. It's framed out of wood is two. So they're saying that business insider says that it's 200 tons of sand. Okay. Um, I would think that that's more for a house that's made out of concrete, but that's a lot. A hospital is three, 3000 tons. Okay. So just, just to give you a little bit of a perspective on how much uh, material it actually takes for a structure to get put up. It's actually quite a bit. Okay. Now um why should we be concerned about that right like what does that mean now in 2021 and 22 especially we had a concrete shortage and a lot of people blamed it on the supply chain and different things happening in different countries and people lost sight of the fact that the, 10 years ago this was already being discussed right and the way that this came up 10 years ago was actually an environmental concern so A lot of areas of the world have had to put laws in place that prevent you from extracting sand because the best sand, you can't just get it from the desert, the sand has to come from a waterway, it has to come from a river or it has to come from the ocean when people were extracting too much sand from the ocean it was causing the beaches to erode so basically you're pulling sand out right it makes it deeper and the sand falls down aka the the beaches you know we're getting smaller 90% of the beaches in the world were reducing by 40 meters or around like 120 feet in size um you know over the last however many however many years so um, we were using so much concrete we were using so much sand from the bottom of the ocean and the sand on our beaches was falling back to the ocean uh, so much so that 90% of the beaches in the world lost 40 meters or around 120 feet of real estate uh, over the last few years and we try to replenish that we replace it you see these you know excavators and equipment dropping uh, more sand on these beaches um all of the time. So that's us trying to combat that, but it is a problem so much so that uh, a lot of countries in the world are actually putting laws in place that they're not allowed to extract that. So again, what is my point? My point is for all of you people out there talking about uh 3D printing buildings like it's just an easy thing, like it's an easy bake oven and you're just going to, you know, crap out a house, a concrete house that's fully coordinated and ready to move in. It's not true number one and number two, we have a resource problem. That resource that you need to make that 3D print is not available, and we're we're making laws to combat it. Even being available at all, it's the biggest commodity in the world right now, and nobody really talks about it. So again, three D printing, not not the end of uh, not the end of jobs in construction. Now, what is AI actually bringing? What is artificial attention <laughs> intention? What is artificial intelligence? what is artificial intelligence actually bringing to the industry today? What is the intent or what is the, um, foresight over the next 10, 20 years, what that's going to look like. Now, I mentioned before that there are a lot of things happening, um, that should excite people. There's a lot of things that are happening that should excite people that are already in. So let's talk about that first. Let's talk about what's already in. Now I've looked through here. I have cat autodesk, um, the German Research Center for Artificial Intelligence, uh, Continue Connect, SitePrint. Uh, f- you know, we have articles from Fox News, Forbes, Trimble, which is a leader in the industry. We have all these people, and they all say the same thing. They all say that artificial intelligence is just not there to replace manpower on the job site. As of right now, artificial intelligence simply cannot replace people on a job site. The intent of artificial intelligence right now is to make jobs more efficient, to make them safer, to make coordination less of an effort, to eliminate mistakes, drive down costs, those types of things. Out of all of those, the only one that eliminates jobs would be efficiency because if you're operating more efficiently, then it takes the bandwidth strain, uh, it reduces the strain of bandwidth, on the industry right because you're getting it right the first time you don't have to fix things you don't have to take more time to figure things out you really just show up and things you know kind of fit like a glove and you're able to move on right so and that's something that we all want I mean you know when you're talking about being a person in the industry you're going to be getting um more complete drawings you're they're going to be coordinated more um you're when you go to install, you're going to have less issues. You're going to have less coordination issues with what products are specified versus the infrastructure in the field. You're going to have, um, you know, better clash detection. You're going to have uh, better resourcing and you're going to have uh, better management of lead times. You're going to have all of these things that make your life easier. Really the way things operate in construction today is, We do our best to mitigate those things, but those risks are everywhere and we end up rolling with the punches. And it's a everyone, you know, throws a fit and they throw their hands up in the air and they cry and they piss and they moan that, you know, they have to deal with these things or they get them in the way and then everybody points fingers calling everybody an idiot. Uh, There will be a lot less of that because you'll be able to show up. You'll be able to do your job efficiently. You'll be able to do it the first time. Your costs will be reduced. Your stress will be reduced and we'll all be able to go away happier. You know, again, um, it's something to get excited about if you're existing in the industry. Now, if you're, also if you're in the industry, there is a safety component that that is worth noting, right? So they're making jobs safer. Now, let me pull up my safety stat here. I had a nice safety stat. <clears throat> so what? A, how are they making jobs safer? Artificial intelligence, how are they making jobs safer? What technology is coming out today that makes jobs safer now a lot of it has to do with hard hats and basically a camera that they put on your hard hat which sounds kind of funny um hard hats are already kind of a pain for a lot of people to wear to begin with because you're in a tight space and there's just you don't need the extra room you don't you know taken up with with your hat um but it can record activities it can um produce temperature warnings uv warnings it can spot Uh, Unsecure structures before you can, and it can alert you by vibrating. It can alert you when something is behind you or swinging towards your head, telling you to duck, uh, which is kind of funny, right? Um, It can, you know, better, it can help you learn better, right? Um, So, what am I trying to say here? Um, It can come up with better scheduling. Right, so it can come up with better scheduling, um, you know, and it does all of this through machine learning over and over and over again. Basically, every time something happens, it documents it, it puts it in a in a data file, and the next time that thing happens, it has a it has a recourse or reaction to teach you with. But according to OSHA in 2017, and this was according to a video provided by Autodesk, right? And by according to OSHA in 2017, there was 971 fatalities in the U.S. on construction sites. They estimated that 60% of these fatalities were preventable, meaning that it was somebody did something stupid, or they were put in a situation that they should have shouldn't have been in, or if they simple they followed a simple processor standard processor procedure um, in construction, then they wouldn't have found themselves. They wouldn't have had that demise, you know, in that scenario, right? So AI helps with things like the cameras on the helmets, like things with better planning, like things with site monitoring for, you know, welds that might not be up to snuff or, um, you know, wet floors or different conditions that might not be ideal or dangerous for somebody to work in. It can optimize the site and the planning of the site to ensure that, 60% of those fatalities don't happen. So if you dropped 971 fatalities by 60%, you're looking at something around 400 fatalities, right? So you just saved about 600 lives, all right? Um, which is should be a good thing for any, everybody. That's a huge comment that I saw in my comment section was safety and killing your body and, and putting yourself at risk. Um, AI is a reason to get excited because this will help that. And I think when you talk about preventable, um, you know, AI is probably gonna help that other 40% as well. Okay, so <clears throat> what else does it do? Now, it also does quality control, right? It can talk, it can monitor different humidity levels on site. It can find out if walls are straight. It can check layout. Um, and basically what it'll do is when everybody has a camera on their head and they're walking around, the system will basically scan the floor and it will take information over and over and over again and then it will compare that information, right? And it will be able to tell if something, if a diffuser is in the wrong location or a light's in the wrong location, or if there is a clash detection or an issue happening uh, that needs to be resolved in the field or to produce an RFI, it can alert the super or the foreman on site to let them know that that's something that they should be looking at and be paying attention to, right? So it's going to be safer. It's going to be more efficient. Again, it's not taking anybody's jobs. Um, you know, what else do we have here? So there is a management component to it. But the last thing that I would say, especially for the people in the field, that's really cool about AI. Um, it's not just about the safety and the quality control. There's awesome equipment that's coming out that should really excite a lot of people about getting into the industry, especially people, like I said, that are not traditionally like hands-on type people. They're not the burly, you know, masculine, you know, get calluses on your hands and get your hands dirty and get out there and, and build stuff. You know, we have a, a lot of people today that, you know, are gamers or, you know, they, they don't look forward to manual labor or things like that. Now, AI isn't just about automating things that happen, right? The the technology push in general is also about uh, a lot of robotics that are being used in the field now. So when you look at heavy excavation equipment or demolition equipment, there is a awesome, awesome, awesome push for tools out there that are basically ran with a remote control. I saw a video the other day where somebody was digging a hole in Las Vegas, but they were sitting in Phoenix. They were sitting, you know, a whole state away while they were running excavation equipment. And it was a guy on a screen, literally in a gamer chair. Okay, I see people on job sites doing demolition that are standing there literally with an Xbox controller. Um, I mean, it's not an Xbox controller, but with a video game controller, and they are running a big piece of equipment that is tearing down a wall. Um, there is, you know, people that need to be out there to 3D coordinate this, people that need to be out there to monitor all of this data and take this data and make jobs safer, take this data and make jobs uh, designed more efficiently, take this data and give people, you know, design options and take this data and plan logistics, how, what, what the, harmony of a job site is going to look like how everybody's going to be, you know, moving in unison in a, in a manner that makes everybody not feel like they're cramped and feel like they're running into each other and bumping into each other and getting frustrated and just moving more efficiently on site, right? So there is a tremendous opportunity for for a new demographic of people to get into this industry, and it's all because of the push for technology in robotics and AI. And again, it's not taking jobs from people. This is enhancing their job experience. That's why we need to get excited about AI in construction. now i do want to um also highlight from a management standpoint you know what this means okay so um the value in the field is clear right but in construction what a lot of people don't realize is that the construction doesn't start the day you put a shovel on the ground or the day you tear a wall down right when construction starts is in pre-construction there's a huge effort in pre-construction and we need to do an episode on this, but, you know, there's things like estimators. There's people that price jobs. There's executives that go out and get jobs that, you know, try to solicit their services as a company to get hired, right? Or to get opportunities to bid. So when you're doing that, AI can help you vet those opportunities. AI can help you vet clients to make sure that they are, that they are financially stable. There's somebody that you want to work for. AI can help Find people that work for you, right? When you're trying to hire subcontractors, especially in places like Florida or you know some of these different regions, and especially if your company's growing, you're going to find yourself in situations where you have to take a flyer on somebody or you have to take a chance working with a subcontractor because there's a labor shortage and you have nobody available. AI will help you pre-qualify these people, right? You're pre-qualifying clients and you're pre-qualifying subs. What does it mean to pre-qualify a sub? Again, do they have the cash flow? Do they have the financial stability? Do they have the resume? Do they have success in those types of projects? How does somebody with their experience typically do or typically perform in this type of project that you have to perform yourself right here, right? So there are trends and there's data that can all be captured by AI that can help you make better decisions and pre-qualify pre-qualification and pre-construction that, again, will only enhance your experience in construction. If there's 100 people in construction, the bandwidth is at like 200 people. And a lot of the time, we're just working to mitigate the risk. We're not working to be efficient. And that's why it's such a high-stress industry. So not only do we need to Add more people to the industry to maintain even the quantity that we have, but AI has a lot of stress, a lot of bandwidth to improve on, just to get us to an equilibrium in the industry. And again, this is something that we should be excited about. It's not something that we should we should be we should be worried about. Now, I do want to um, I do want to pull up a, a, a few quotes here. Um, you know, the, the last thing. That I that I want to touch on is chat GPT, um, you know, what do we mean by efficiency? What does that actually look like? and and what are people verbatim saying from the industry, right? So I, I found this article in Forbes uh, gentleman, gentleman by the name of Russell Harworth um, wrote and he said, however, Uh, We must remember that none of these elements relies on one key ingredient, human review, no matter how advanced construction technology, only take us part of the way. It still takes highly skilled minds to fact check, analyze, and understand nuances required for each stage of construction. We must also be clear about the data feeding the machine. In the case of ChatGPT, it was trained information available during trained on information available during 2021. If we're serious about using generative AI in commercial sense, then we must ensure that the data in question is up to date in, in line with the latest laws and regulations. Again, this highlights the importance of human input. While the, while the potentiality is transformative, generative AI has no understanding of the outputs they produce. In the end, it will be the human touch that makes all the difference. So there's there's a few things that I want to touch on based on that. That's it. That's an excellent ex- explanation. It's an excellent perspective. So, AI again is not replacing. It's a, he's not even talking about replacing people in the field. What he's talking about is management, right? And management. What what tools are good for are only as good as as the input that they have, right? If you put in bad information, you're just gonna get a bad answer faster, right? So it's still gonna take the human touch to to monitor this, to massage it, to quarterback it. It's not here to replace a job, it's it's to alleviate the bandwidth, right? And we're talking about things like RFI advancement, safety, um, predicting cost overruns, uh, design assistance and clash detection, quality safety and time risk, project planning, um, safety. These are all of those things, right? So that's from a management perspective. On Construct Connect, they said the following It is common to hear that computers trained to think like humans are a threat to stealing jobs from people. But construction is inherently reliant on the vast institutional, individual knowledge that something like AI cannot replace. Where human judgment is involved, and we know that's everywhere throughout the construction project lifestyle, AI does not have the capability we humans do, right? So <clears throat> again, it's another perspective from you know somebody in the industry that just shows, as of right now, there doesn't appear to be uh, technology out there that is intended to completely replace a human like there is in other industries. The last thing that I want to say before I wrap this up is this when when you're talking you will see them all say that that this is intended to help the labor shortage. And I've already touched on this a few times, but I want to be explicit and direct on this topic specifically. When it comes to the labor shortage, they are not taking humans out of the field. They're talking about reducing the bandwidth required to do the job. They're talking about increasing productivity, maybe to 50%, according to Trimble with tools like their layout tool and, you know, project management tools and, Clash detection and quality control tools and things like that. They're talking about reducing the stress and the bandwidth by 50%. The decline of people in the industry is much steeper than 50%. So the demand and the money isn't going away. It's just making the industry less stressful, more palatable, more attractive, with more diverse opportunities to more diverse demographics of people than ever before in human history. This is something to get excited about. It is not something to look at as a reason to overlook this industry or say opportunities are going to go away or, um, or saying that there's no point because, you know, robots are coming in there and they're going to, you know, replace us all. Um, so that's it. That's what we have on artificial intelligence. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say in the comment section. Go follow me at don't tread on Ike. Go follow me, um, on Instagram and TikTok, as well as YouTube. And I'll talk to you next time. Thanks.